Life Gives You Melons, the podcast for the dyslexic community. We're your hosts. I am Reid. And I'm Drew. And today we're going to talk about mirror writing and reversing letters. So Drew, what is mirror writing? So I know we've touched on this subject in the past, but I wanted to go into it a little deeper because this is what people tend to think of when they think of dyslexia. And it's not dyslexia. Mirror writing is something that children tend to do when they're first learning how to spell They'll write their name backwards when they're signing a piece of art or something. And they'll write their names backwards and forwards universally. Like, it doesn't matter which direction they write it in because it will mean the same thing. They have to kind of be taught that that doesn't mean the same thing. It has to be facing this way to mean that. If it faces the other way, it's gibberish most of the time. And it's actually very common for kids to mirror write and to flip letters when they're first learning how to spell and how to read. It's very common. We as humans tend to treat mirror images as if they were equal to each other, as if it was the same thing that we're looking at. And it's really not because, especially for us in English, we have a certain direction that our language takes. It takes that left to right movement. So it's important to remember that when we're reading and writing, it's not a natural thing for us to be doing. We have to learn that there's a proper structure to these things. And when you're first learning a language, you have to learn the structure and also then how that language works. And in our world, up until the point that we are learning a language, up until the point that we're learning an alphabet, things are the same thing typically, no matter what direction they're facing. So like if a kid sees a mug and the mug is right, left, or upside down, they know it's a mug, no matter what direction it's facing. The same thing with a dog. If a dog's looking at them or sideways or from behind, they know it's a dog. It doesn't change its definition or what it is because its direction changes. The first time that they are faced with that is in an alphabet. I think the most common one that people see that with is the B and D reversal, because B and D are the same looking thing, especially in their lowercase form. They're just facing two different directions, and you have to remember directionally what you're trying to go for, and then also that we're building from the left to the right, and then how that direction also works with your B and D direction. Mm -hmm, Definitely. I'd also throw P and Q in there because those two have a very similar problem of facing one faces left, one faces right. I mean, Q has that little quip on the end of its tail to set it apart, but... But still remembering that, and that Q always goes with a U, but that's how I learned how to do my lowercase Q is that, because it's next to the U, it faces outwards and not inwards. But that's just one of those stupid tricks that they teach Mm -hmm. you. Um, I was taught a very similar trick. I remember which direction the lowercase b goes because a teacher once told me that a lowercase b is an uppercase b, but just without the extra bump. So if you can put the extra bump on there and it looks like an uppercase b, then that's a lowercase b. (laughs) Then you got it right. Yeah. But if you put a bump on it and it's facing the other way, you know it's the lowercase d. So yeah, that was the trick I learned for that one. Two episodes ago, we talked a little bit about how the brain's working for dyslexia. And we even have another, you know, how the brain works um, in season one. So we got two episodes on this. When we talked to you guys in those episodes, we told you that 
our processing for reading is going through the left side as a regular non-dyslexic reader. It's taking over these areas in the brain that were originally used for different things, primarily for recognizing objects in our day-to-day life and faces as well. So it makes kind of a lot of sense that we would run into this issue of using this area for the brain that's supposed to be this fast recognition when we're trying to teach it that now we have to take directional context into play. When that part of the brain was never used for having to worry about the direction of something, I can tell Drew is Drew from her side profile or from the back of her head. You know, I don't need a direction for that to say, oh, this is that person, this is that thing. But now we're introducing direction and that's what's really throwing us off. So we've talked about that Mirror writing is very common. In fact, it's something that they did in Greece in their own writing. And they actually had a name for it, Belsterfridon. Did I say it right? Close. Close. No, it's Belsterfridon. Yeah. Which basically just means writing left to right interchangeably. It also means as the ox flows. I don't quite know how that relates, but that was also in the definition. I guess ox flow both ways. Yeah. Do ox flow both ways? <laughs> I'm like, as the ox, as flow. the ox flows. It's like as the crow That's flies. <laughs> I don't know. Crows flying makes sense. Ox flowing makes me concerned. I don't know. I guess maybe they go one way in the morning and then they go back the other way at night to go home. Maybe it just means meandering. Yeah. Ox meander. There we go. <laughs> so... This is actually something that has been going on for since writing has been invented, you know, and in some cultures. Yeah, we can we can see it in these other cultures. And in some cultures, you know, they actually kind of went with it. They had a name for it even. And in other ones like ours, it's very, very structured. So you can do that. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was very interesting when I came across that. Um. I mean, Greeks even had a name for it. I thought that was very interesting. No, it is. It's interesting to see the different structures that other cultures have. Um, And I understand, like, Greek and those other languages, it probably works a little bit more because I don't know necessarily, like, with Greek, but I know that, like, with Latin, you are actually reading the word backwards anyways. Like, your last thing that's said in a Latin word is what you start with, actually. So it's... Like, you you read it from left to right, but its meaning is right to left. Yeah. I remember that from mom's uh, nursing stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Or that one time I took a medical terminology class. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. You can even see it. It's a holdover. You can still see that holdover even in, 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 um, in Latin. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So mirror writing is considered to be an intermediate stage between learning how to write and never having exposure to the alphabet. Basically, it's this still trying to figure out the, or still trying to ingrain the directional structure of the language. Mm-hmm. Basically, it's, yeah, someone learning it. You can tell they're not proficient yet. Yeah. So I know we talked about B's and D's in Q's and P's. There are a couple other letters that are found to be written backwards. Threes and capital J's tend to be written the wrong way. And and they believe this happens because in our structured language, most of our letters face right. So when they come across a letter that's facing left, they'll flip it to the right 
because that's the pattern that they recognize. Because we, as human beings, are pattern seekers. I'd say another one with that is capital L's. And I remember that you're like, you're supposed to hold up your hand, right? And one makes an L and the other one makes a reversed L. And it's like, which is the right one? And I remember being little before I went to Norman Howard, my school, and holding up my hands like that. And I'm like, I look the same to me, look exactly the same. I can write it either way. Yep, that's both an L. L this way, L that way. Yes, me too. <laughs> that never helped no, me. I totally, I totally <laughs> okay. relate to that. Like, they're both L's. Like they're like, no, one's not an L. It's like they both look like L's to me. <laughs> so even to this day, I mean, I, I, I mean, I bet I could now, I guess, but I've stopped trying. I came up with a different strategy to remember my right and my left because that's also what I was told to remember your right and your left. Hold up your hands, and whichever hand and makes, makes an, an L. L, that's your left hand. I'm like, well, if I could remember which direction L faced, that would be very helpful. So that might instead, be helpful. <laughs> I have um, a thumb that uh, used to be, well, even used to be bent overs. So I had to have surgery to get it straight. But either way, even then and now, it still pops when I bend it. It's a little poppy thing. My right thumb doesn't pop. Oh, so you use that? Yeah. So I'm like right and left <laughs> to this day. So I don't miss a turn or something. I'm like popping finger. Okay. And then I know which one's my left without a doubt. Um, I'll leave you with this on the right and the left thing. It's just a stupid little, stupid little story. Um, I took uh, horse riding lessons for years and years. I did it ever since I was eight until I was like 18. Um, and when I was learning how to do coursework and jumping and things like that, my instructor, she knows I'm dyslexic, and um, she, instead of yelling right and left at me, would just start waving her, like, hands above the head type thing, and then she would lean left or right, and, like her whole body would lean. And I just, I remember this, like, lady just out in the middle of the field and just, like, directing with her whole body, and we're going left, and we're going right. Oh, my goodness. It still makes me oh, laugh thinking about so it. Nice. Yeah, I mean, that's so sweet though, because like she she understood and she accommodated, and that's beautiful. Yeah, and especially when you're doing, because when you're when you're doing jumps, you have to be counting the whole time, stride counts, right? Mm-hmm. So it's another thing to not have to like worry about. And now we're going left, and now I'm off on my count. <laughs> cool. The best way to help a child get over the thing writing is to have them copy words, letters, and stuff like that, like from traced words. It's, it's the repetition of movement that's going to help them remember which directions things face. And I actually remember as a kid, mom doing that for me. She'd, one, I remember her, um, we'd write letters in, like, if she made me a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, we'd write a letter in the peanut butter, and I'd get to pick what letter that we wrote, and we wrote it in the peanut butter, so I would, like, figure out which direction things went and stuff. Yeah. And I always thought that was cool because then I was like, I'm eating the letter B. Um... <laughs> and I remember having my name written down for me that I would trace over and over and over again. I remember that very well. I um, taught myself my name in first grade. Mom used to write the our names on the top of all of our folders, right? Mm-hmm. And I had one of those desks that, like, you know, the top flipped up. So you would flip up the top, and then all of your stuff's down there, and you flip it back down. It's a desk. So yeah, I get into school every single day, and I remember lifting up the top of the desk a little bit to see the name and putting it back down and trying to remember what my name looks like and writing it that way. I never 
I didn't learn how to spell my own name for years. I remembered what it looked like, and then I wrote that. So I was basically drawing my name every single day. I was just trying to remember where the lines went. That's cool. I like that. I mean... <laughs> well, you'd... You don't want to be going into second grade, in my mind. I can't be going into second grade and not knowing my own name. It's already been an issue with kindergarten, first grade. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do this anymore. So I taught myself how to draw my name. Yeah. Maybe that's why mom did it. Because I can remember tracing my name. I remember being at the old house at the dining room table and writing my name like three times in a row over this dotted line that mom had made. Oh, yeah. I remember those, too. Yeah. The, like the, the connect the dot type thing that she would do. It was like, and this is what our name looks like. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Distinct memories. Well, what a lovely little script we've gotten through on reversing letters. Is there anything else that we should be adding to this? Because I'm sure people don't want to hear our anecdotes all day. <laughs> no, that's pretty much it. Just, um, it's very common. It's what... Everyone does when they're first learning a language that they've never encountered before. So, yeah. So it's not a dyslexic thing. It's very thing, common. Basically. No, it is not a dyslexic thing. It's a very common thing. Yeah, the most common yep. thing. The most common thing I hear from people, like, oh, oh, so you get your B's and D's mixed up. No, no. No. Everyone having, everyone with learning language, that's first learning language, had, does that. And I'm dyslexic, so therefore the language never actually stuck the way it should have. And that's why I do that. Mm-hmm. It's not because yep. I'm dyslexic that I do it. It's the language comprehension. Mm-hmm. I mean, when I'm when I'm driving Lyft, it's one of the questions when this podcast comes up that I like to ask people is when you hear dyslexic, what's the first thing that you think? And that is always, eh, okay, no, I take that back. That is most often what they say. And I just think in my head, that's exactly why. I'm doing this. Yeah. Because if educators also believe that, then they aren't educating us. It's stunting. Yes. Now, I don't want to say that all educators believe that. That's not what I'm trying to say. But it just, it does worry me that so many people think that. Yeah. And people that you would expect to have a little bit more um, where for all about, <laughs> about us. Mm-hmm. But it's okay. That's why we're talking about it. Exactly. So. Okay. Well. As always, uh, you can find us on Instagram at melons.podcast. Go over there for our extra posts and things that go along with our episodes. With that, we also have our merch store up. The link is in the bio on Instagram, melons.podcast. Instagram. Merch. Posts. Go hang out over there. We're very excited about this merch. I love, love my water bottle. Yes, I hear that. I keep hearing that. Yes, yes. Thank you guys so much for coming and joining our community and helping us grow. We love our melon patch and we love seeing it flourish. Yeah, as always, my little melons, be different and be kind. <laughs>